Talk Recorded live. Greetings and blessings. Greetings and blessings. Greetings and blessings. Coming to you live from Sankofa Infinity. Sankofa Infinity Community Call, as Talk Shoe has it. Uh, today is a definitely another uh, glorious and grateful day. Today is, uh, what is it, September the 5th. And, um, yeah, fall is well on its way, and I'm looking forward to it. Fall is perhaps one of my favorite seasons. All seasons are good, but I seem to like the idea of covering (laughs) up in layers, you know. So, and then I, I was a January baby, so... I was born in the dead of winter, so yeah, I I, I enjoy uh, bundling up, if you will. Um, oh, okay. Today, hopefully, this show will go as smoothly as it's supposed to be because yesterday I came on and actually I did a whole show and it never recorded, so I had to come back on and basically say, hey, I'll be back on today at 11 o'clock this morning. So here I am, thankful for infinity. Uh, What I spoke on yesterday, I I spoke on um, living an authentic life and becoming authentic. We We are already authentic. But because we have been conditioned by the circumstances and the situations that we find ourselves in or we've been born into, we have to rediscover that uh, authenticity uh, nature of ourselves because that is our true nature. Our true nature is to be authentic. Is to be authentic, to live an authentic life. Now, what does that mean? To me, it means to have a self of in, self integrity, to have an honor code with thyself that you go by, that you live your life by. Yesterday, I spoke on, and this is Sankofa's theme. This is our theme. Our theme is to to always inform and deliver messages that will empower, elevate, and expand one's consciousness. But in order to really do that, in order to really do that, one has to establish a relationship with thine own divinity. That's what it means to know thyself. You you have to go within thyself and create a relationship with thyself and communicate from that space, from that space of your infinity divinity. And that's the ultimate relationship. That is where your ultimate rela- uh, reality begins. I've also stated that, you know, we create our reality. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We do create our reality, but check this. We create it based on the dialogue in which we have with ourselves. And this is, most of the time, this is how people 
communicate with one another. They communicate with each other based on the dialogue in which they have within themselves about themselves, about themselves. So we're always here at Sankofa Infinity, that is, that's what we do. We, you know, we, we want to empower people, uh, empower people, assist in expanding and elevating one's consciousness. Nevertheless, the things that I say, you build upon the things that I have spoken. Never take what I have said or any other uh, person who is posturing themselves as a spiritual advisor or a spiritual teacher, take their word at value. You have to do your own research because You are the only one, you are the only one that is responsible for your own wholeness, for your own healing. No one else outside of you is responsible for that. And you have to go it alone. You have, no no one can do it for you. Surely you will gather supporters uh, to you as you take your steps towards your infinity, divinity, your relationship with that, but they're not they're not there to 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 take that walk uh for you. They're just there to assist you on walking, moving and progressing forward towards your true nature. Now, you know, if 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 our true nature if we're born with a true nature, then why do we have to walk towards it? Now, this is how I, this is how I I see it. This is how I perceive it. You know, when you come out of your mother's womb, <laughs> you come out of your mother's womb, and I use myself as an, as an example. I I am a forty five year old being in flesh. So now that I am out of my mother's womb for 45 years, what I have been doing is working my way back into the womb of the one mother, okay, the mother of all mothers, the creator of all things. And in doing that, I I have to continuously and constantly maintain, sustain, and stay hooked up to the relationship of my divinity, no matter what. Now, there are times where situations will come up and you will be giving an opportunity to make a decision. And your decision will be based on, do I want to compromise? Am I willing to compromise my divinity for a little bit of this? which is temporary and and fallible, you have to ask yourself those questions. What is most important to you? For me, it is my divinity. I cannot, I will not compromise that in any, any, any way. Anyway, I will not compromise my sovereignty when it comes to that. So I'm always in communication with myself as I am navigating myself through this 
marketplace we call life or through this game we call life. I call it a marketplace where you pick and choose, you pick and choose, you pick and choose, and you make decisions. And based on your decisions, that is the degree in which you have in your spiritual growth. Moving forward, progressing, spiraling upward, moving onward, pressing into or pressing towards, you know. Uh, Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful, and it's even more beautiful when you recognize that it is life that is within you that is doing the living. Okay, it is life that is within you that wants to live through you. Now, let me change this around. It's the God within you that lives through you by the manifestation of its its expression, expression of speech, uh, expression of creativity. And I have to say, I'll stay with creativity because out of creativity, the medium of creativity, all things are created. All things have been created. Everything is spoke, spoken into existence. How is it spoken into existence? Because you have a thought first. There's one mind. <laughs> There's one mind. And that is God. That is the goodness of all that is and all that will ever be. The mental aspect or the mental versions are within the universe. Now, get this. We are the universe. We are a universe, one verse, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hmm? So when we really, really sit ourselves down and really get honest with ourselves and uh, get honest with our morals and our values, because often in our belief system, because oftentimes these things, they have to fall away. They cannot move into the newness of who you are becoming, or who, who you are discovering yourself to be. They can't. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God with a sword in your hand. You cannot enter. You can only enter into that space with inner peace. That's why it is necessary and imperative when you approach your divinity, when you go within, do it from a a place of peace, not of anger, but a place of peace and a place of humility, I might add. Because in order to go within, you will have to humble yourself. Not only that, you know what? To go within yourself and to be at peace, to go in peace within yourself is a humbling experience. Humbling experience. Now, if you're angry and you try to go in, anybody can do that. You know, we can we can do anything when we're angry because we're running off the adrenaline of chemicals in our bodies. And it will fizzle out. You know, it fizzles out into nothing. 
as if it never was never was there. It was never there. So, you know, <laughs> I used to tell people, I say, you know, <clears throat> and I, you know, I don't use the word ego, but I'm going to use it today because this is what I was this is where I was when I told the person. I said your ego, what your ego would do would get you all popped up, wrapped up, and get you right out there on the edge of that tree limb. And when you're out there, it will leave you out there. And then when it leaves you, and all of its anger and frustration and disappointment that has come with it, you're out there with your little self, by yourself. And you have to stand there and you ask yourself, how did I get here by letting something else get you there? And that's, you you know, that's your ego, if you will. They call it easing out God. But uh, even the ego within itself can be subdued and placed under submission of spirit so that it could work for your good. So I'm not saying that I'm not saying that uh your ego is a bad thing. No, no, no. Everything that is given to us, it is given to us as a tool to use towards motivating and, and encouraging us towards our divinity. Is used. Even, you know, and I'll say this, the adversity, adversities that come into our lives, the circum- these situations and circumstances that we find where we have some adverse um, situations going on and we feel a certain kind of way. But guess what? When you begin to feel a certain kind of way, those feelings are being manufactured within your whole being. You are generating those feelings because at any given time, you can hold yourself in check and act as if you do not have that feeling. You can act as if you don't have that feeling. You can actually ignore the feeling. So, if you are ignoring the feeling, then it does not have anything to attach itself to within your being. Therefore, it cannot manifest or give forth an expression of anger. People do it all the time. Well, truly masters do it all the time. But it can be done. You don't have to ride out with every feeling that comes into your being or that is provoked from the external. And whatever you see on the outside, however you see it and however you perceive it to be, it is that because it is within you. Once again, we are the creators of our reality. What reality? What reality? The reality of our feelings. We draw things into our lives to create a reality that will invoke certain feelings that we have within ourselves that need to be purged from us. Huh? It's not so much that you have drawn, you have brought an accident into your life. No. You have brought 
a, a drone of circumstance into your life to generate a feeling within your being that you must purge if you choose to, if you choose to, because once again, we have freedom of will. We have freedom of will, freedom of choice. You choose. And your choosing, it is essential. It is essential to our divinity that we choose because in our choosing, we are growing. In our growing, we are becoming. We are becoming more and more like God. And then there comes a time in your life where you don't have to become more like God. You just be God. You begin to live your life as a divine being from a divine plan. You resolve your life to that resolution. So, you know, life is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to me because that is how I perceive it to be. And just like they say, Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. What may be beautiful to me may not be beautiful to you. And it's all good because we are all individualizations, particles of the one indivisible force of all that is and all that will ever be. So the expressions of it is infinite. It is infinite in itself, but the expressions of it is always moving towards harmony, balance, love, creativity. It is always moving towards that because in that space, all things can be neutralized. If they're neutralized, they just fall away. They're neither here nor there, they become impartial to you. Oh, well, so what? You know. Now, am I saying do not express your emotions? No, 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 because that's a part of, that's a part of your divinity. Express your emotions if you may, but express them in such a way that they are coming from a place of peace. I'll use myself as an example. When I have become upset about something and I'm not feeling comfortable with something, be it person, place, or thing, idea, it doesn't matter. What I have to do, I have to go within myself and have a talk with myself in regards to the thing that is outside of me. And when that conversation is done, it is finished. When it is finished, I can perceive that situation, be it person, place, or thing, or idea, in a whole new light, in the wholeness, in wholeness fixed by nature. I can just see the whole picture. I don't have to recognize it in parts, because oftentimes we get caught up in the parts. Parts lead us down. You know, you stay focused on a part. You only have part of what needs to be made whole. 
So always focus. I always focus on. I need to see the wholeness of it. I need to see it as the all sees it. I need to see it as my divine self sees it. What am I saying within myself? What what is uh, my divinity? What is the constitution? What is what are the laws within me saying about this person, place, thing, and idea? You you have to question, question, question and answer, question and answer. But you don't question things outside of you. You question within. You question within. I remember when I began my, when I became aware of my spiritual journey, or this path we call spiritual, I wanted to know God for myself. I wanted to know God for myself. Because I quickly recognized, and it was very agonizing, that no one around me could assist me in that process. No one can give me the answer. And I want you to understand this. The more I asked outside of myself, the more I found myself caught up in the physical aspects of life. Mm-hmm. The more I asked out of myself, the more I became physically entangled in the yoke of bondage. Mm-hmm. So I went on a fast and I began to retreat and go within myself and ask myself these questions. And then it happened. It happened. <laughs> it happened. It happened. It happened just as I was driving to school. During that time, I was going to North Carolina Central University. And I was driving to school, driving to a class. And I said within myself, I said, now now I, I, I understand who I am as a woman. I understand who I am in my my melanated skin. I I understand the struggle of my ancestors. I understand the rise and the fall of them. But who was I before I came into the flesh? Who was I? And when I asked that question, my whole life began to change. Because, you know, in the beginning, that's in the beginning, it says, in the beginning, I was created out of the likeness and the image of all that is and all that will ever be. And not only that, in my studies, I found, and they don't, they don't tell you, they don't teach this in the church, but you know, there were two trees in the Garden of Eden. Two. And I'm not going to get into that, but I will tell you this. My conclusion today is that 
I came from the tree of life. Therefore, I am a tree of life. <laughs> I am a tree of life. Someone, <laughs> someone, he, I guess he was, he was probably trying to insult me in some kind of way, but, uh, or hurtling, hurtling insults. But when he, when he said it to when he said it, I took it as a compliment. I am a tree of life, yet there are times I may cast a shade. Mm-hmm. I may cast a shade. And even in that, there is beauty because the shade is for those who need to be healed. The shade is for those who need to be healed. But it's up to them to recognize that healing has come into their midst. It's up to them. So um, I'll say keep living. Allow life to live through you. Um, And have his way. Surrender, surrender. Surrender, surrender. And oftentimes in your surrendering, yeah, you're going to be set aside because you're going to be called out from among them so that you can be ye separate. And a work can be done within you. And I'm only saying this because I have experienced it. It's not like I've read it, although I have read it, but I, when I read it, I had already went through the process. (laughs) I had already gone through the process. And um, and, um, I mean, today I have to say it's joyful. It's joyful. And I wouldn't give it up for nothing in the world. There have been no mistakes. None were none were made. None will ever be made because the divine is with me and I am with it. We are now one. We are now one. The things that I thought that I would never come out of, those were the times that my divinity was carrying me, was carrying me and leaving footprints in the sand so that it can confirm that it was carrying me. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. Okay. I think I have, look like I have some guests. Uh, I don't know if you want to chat. Are you just let me put my glasses on? Okay. All right. Okay. I, I see that I have one guest in the chat room. I welcome you. Um 
I do welcome you. And as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and put this out there. Anytime anyone wants to get in contact with Stankoff Infinity, please, please feel free to contact me at I am Stankofa nine, the number nine, at gmail.com. You can also look at my website, which is Stankofinfinity dot uh, DP web. No, excuse me. Let me back up. Let me cancel that out. Stankofinfinity one nine three dot DP web dot com. Um, if it is not up, then it means that it is still under construction. But if I'm not mistaken, I think Vistaprint allows you to go into the website and see where it is just as right now. So uh, feel free to do that. You can always reach me on Facebook, Sanko for Infinity. Uh, where else can you reach me? Hey, social media. Just type in Sanko for Infinity and see what's going on. But I'm always available. I'm always accessible. To those who may have a comment, um, you can always iMessage me at Sanko for Infinity uh, on Facebook. And, you know, I can answer questions. I love to be questioned. I love to be questioned because for me, it's an interview. I love being interviewed because that's when, you know, my soul really shows up and show out. But, um, yeah, feel free to do that. Feel free to do that. Um, but anyway, moving right along. As I mentioned earlier, uh, in the beginning of the show, I was talking about living an authentic life and and becoming authentic and how we are already authentic. However, we have to rediscover and discover that aspect of ourselves, which is our true nature. Uh, true nature is unconditional. Now, when I when I'm when I say unconditional. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about anything outside of you. Everything begins and ends with you. So I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you and your relationship with you, okay? So when I mention unconditional, I'm saying be unconditional and impartial to the feelings in which you have about yourself. Do not give, do not give credence to those things. Observe them, observe your feelings, witness them, and transcend them because that's what they're there for. Anything that comes into your life or any feeling that is opposite of the divine, of the divine, which which is moving towards completion, wholeness, and perfection. Okay. Anything that is contrary to that, it is there so that you can transcend it into that which is good. It is good that you have a feeling of anger, but it is even better, even much better, that you recognize that you have a feeling of anger and that you can transcend it into something else because at the end of the day, all that is and all that will ever be, in order to move, live, move, and have your being in that, you have to find a way to generate love 
unconditional love within thyself in order to perceive it outside of yourself. You cannot do it if you have not done it within yourself. This is how you have compassion for people because you have generated so much love within yourself that you can see a person where they are, leave them where they are, and be able to love them where they are, have compassion for where they are, and even pray for them. You don't pray for people because you're angry at them. You pray for people because you have compassion for them. You intercede for them because you have compassion and you have love for them. You don't pray for people because you think they are inferior and you're some inferior thing. No, you pray for people because you have compassion. Compassion is generated by unconditional love. Unconditional love. Perfect love. That perfect love will cast out all fear, doubt, anything of discord from your being. You know what that perfect love is? It's it's not loving anything outside of you. It is the love that you have with the divine that resides within you. That is where the perfect love is. That is where it is. And that is how you cast out fear, doubt, and discord and perplexion. I can't talk. Complexes, complexities, <laughs> excuse me. That is how the perfect love is between you and you. You and the I am that I am that is within you. That is where that perfect love is. You establish and you hold on, you stay fast, hold fast to that relationship. All other things outside of you will fall away. They will fall away. Because there's change, everything is changing. And I'll tell you what is changing. See, when you deal with the things of the spirit, when you deal with the things of the spirit, we're dealing with energy. energy okay? Energy. We're dealing with energy. When we're dealing with energy, there's a frequency and a vibration and a rhythm that goes along with it. But all of it is mental. It's the way you are thinking about a thing, which sets yourself up for the correspondence of those things outside of you. I don't know if you got that, but it sets you up for the correspondence of the things outside of you. You begin to tap into the one mind, the mind of the all. And you will begin to change the frequency of your energy. And in doing that, you will no longer create realities by default. You will begin to create realities from the ultimate reality 
which is which is the causation behind all realities. Anything outside of you that you have perceived with your senses is nothing more than the effect. The causation and the cause resides within you. Everything goes back to the way a person thinks. There is power in the way you think. There is power. And I'm going to say this. There is so much power in the way you think that you don't even have to speak. You don't even have to speak it. It's your thought that has created it. It's the medium. So be mindful of the things in which you think about. Be mindful of of the way you think about yourself. And if you catch yourself thinking about something else outside of you that might be causing some discord or disturbance within you, go within yourself and ask yourself questions. Why? 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 And then take responsibility for it. I brought this circumstance into my life for a particular reason. Take responsibility for it. And say things like, I have brought, I have attracted, this thing into my life for a particular reason. Now that I have attracted it into my life, I must know why I created it. So why did I create it? Why did I create this reality? Hmm? Taking responsibility, owning your stuff, placing blame, Hardship on no one else. Staying focused on you, knowing that everything begins and ends with you. Nothing outside of you can be created unless it be in you. Unless it be in you. So <clears throat> that that is the first. Begin to take responsibility. I remember I wrote this this play some years ago, Naked and Not Ashamed. And um, in this play, in this play, you know, I I went through a phase where I was blaming everyone from from my mother, my father, all the way down to my teachers and and peers. And then it came to a point in my life where I had to take responsibility for my own life. And in doing that, I took responsibility not for the things that had taken place. I took responsibility for the relationship in which I have within myself. That's what I took responsibility for. And I owned, I began to own that relationship. I began to become one 
with that relationship and in becoming one with it, then I begin to perceive those things as a blessing and not a curse. Mm -hmm. So I challenge you to do the same, if you may. I challenge you to do the same. And uh, you will see your life changing before you. You will see you as a being changing before you. You But you'll be changed from the inside out. So today is Labor Day. Um, Let's labor on. My labor is, (laughs) my labor belongs to uh, the relationship that I have with my divinity. That is where my laboring uh, takes place. Anything outside outside of that is just a mere reflection of the relationship and the laboring, the travailing that I've had and have with my own divinity. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this show. And like I said, uh, I will be back next Sunday to do another show, and I'm going to do... Um, Uh, It'll probably be at 11, or it will probably be at 7 o'clock p.m. Nevertheless, uh, I will uh, schedule it and and have it posted so that uh, anyone who wants to hear, uh, they can come and come as you are. Come with an open mind uh, and a steel heart, if you will. (laughs) Oh, which reminds me, you know, and then I'm getting off. Um, before I got up, before I got up this morning, the scripture uh, in Psalms, and I don't know what scripture this is, it, it talks about being led by the still waters. Uh, and for some reason, I, I, he maketh me to lie by the still waters. And for some reason, I kept questioning why still waters. Well, you know, when you're dealing with waters, period, you're dealing with your emotions. So, in order to be made to to surrender and be made to lay down by still waters, is to steal your heart, steal those emotions, get yourself still within yourself. Maketh me to lie down. <laughs> let me let me get this straight. The Lord, ugh, it's been so long. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me by the still waters. He leadeth me by the still waters. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Now I'm going to say this: when you're lying down in green pastures. Now, I'm going to put the put emphasis on the word green. Green is always healing in green pastures. The earth itself is healing. It's a healing agent. It's a healing tool. So in order to be led by steel waters, one would have to be healed and made whole. How else can you be led by steel waters? 
And how else can your heart be sealed lest you be made whole in the healing process of laying down and being made to lay down in green pastures? So, but that that is that is how I perceive it. That is my my perspective on it. Um, are you? And I still am. I use I use the Bible these days. I use the Bible as a reference point and um, a comparison uh, of what I'm studying to, you know, comparison, contrasting, you know, comparison, and um, they're all saying the same thing. However, sometimes a lot of things are embedded in the saying, and you have to really have an eye to see. You have to have an eye to see and to be able to discern what the spirit of truth is really trying to say about a passage or a scripture. But um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this show. It has been great. Um, I'm very grateful that I did have a chat, uh, uh, someone in the chat room to come on. Um, I hope you got something from the message uh, that I was uh, delivering and allowing the expression of divinity to deliver through me. And I'm looking looking forward to coming back on next Sunday. Look forward to the time in which I will be doing that. But I tell you, it will be somewhere between 11 o'clock a.m. and 7 o'clock p.m. So with that, I say be blessed, stay focused, and stay in the light and create realities from the ultimate reality. Namaste, namaste, namaste.